Jay Gurudev. Welcome to the Lives of Saints podcast, presented by Bhakti Marga. In this podcast, we will be telling stories of the great saints that inspired countless people to live their lives with love, faith, and trust in God. The beauty of these saints is that they appear throughout time and are not confined to one religion. And just like Sri Swami Vishwananda, who is the founder of the Bhakti Marga movement, their lives are an example of how one should live life. They teach us, in essence, to just love. It is our hope that their lives and teachings can be a guide for your daily life too. Enjoy. This is the story of Sri Kedaranath Bhaktivinoda Thakur of Navadvip. Sri Kedaranath Bhaktivinoda Thakur was a descendant of Sri Purushottamadatta, one of the five Kayastas brought to Gorda by King Adishura. In the 15th generation from King Adishura was born Raja Krishnananda Datta, the father of Sri Narottamadas Thakur and the disciple of Nityananda Prabhu. In the ninth generation from Raja Krishnananda was born Sri Ananda Chandra Datta, who was a great Vaishnava. Ananda Chandra's son was Kedaranath. His father-in-law was Ishvara Chandra Mustafi, a big landlord of Ula in Viranagar in district Nadia. Kedaranath was born in Ula. Even when he was six years old, he read Ramayana, Mahabharata, etc. with great interest. When nine, he began to study astrology from a famous astrologer named Jagat Bhattacharya. At the age of 11, his father died. He had to face poverty and pass through many trials and tribulations. At 12, he was married. At 13, he moved to Calcutta and got himself enrolled in the Hindu Charitable Institution School, in which he studied for four years. During this period, he wrote articles and poems for the Hindu intelligencer in English. His writings attracted Keshara Chandra Sen and Dvichendra Nath Tagore. Dvichendra Nath Tagore became his close friend. Under his guidance, he learned the Sanskrit language and studied the works of Western philosophers. In 1858, at the age of 20, Kedaranath was called by his paternal grandfather, Raja Vallabhadatta, who lived in Chotimangalpur in Orissa. Raja Vallabhadatta was a resident of Calcutta, but had gone to Orissa to pass the last days of his life as a devotee in loneliness. He had in his house the Sri Vigrahas of Lord Jagannath and Radha Madhava, whom he worshipped with devotion. He had divine powers and could predict the future. He told Kedaranath that he would secure a good job at the age of 27 and would be a great Vaishnava. His grandfather soon died. After his death, he visited all the Mats in Orissa and kept a record of all that he saw. In 1859, he accepted a teaching post in Kutak, Orissa, and for the first time he introduced the teaching of English in the schools of Orissa. In 1860, he was appointed headmaster of the Badra school and he shifted to Badra from Kutak. At this time, he wrote a book called The Mats of Orissa, which was published in 1860. At the end of the year, he got a teacher's job in Midnapur 
and shifted there. While in Midnapur, he had to fight vigorously against the Sahajiyas, a perverted school of so-called Vaishnavas, who claimed allegiance to Sri Chaitanya but preached a demonical doctrine totally opposed to his. He also repudiated the Brahma Dharma preached by Rama Mohana Rai and others, who did not believe in Sri Chaitanya and the Hindu Shastras and preached against the principles of the age-old Sanatana Dharma. In 1866, Bhakti Vinoda Thakur, as he was now called, was appointed deputy registrar in Chapara with powers of deputy magistrate and deputy collector. In 1868, he was appointed deputy magistrate of Dina Jaipur, but he was soon transferred to Puri. The commissioners of Puri was much impressed by the learning the religious character and the administrative capacity of Bhakti Vinod. He entrusted him with the responsibility of managing the affairs of the Jagannath Temple on behalf of the government. By his effort, many malpractices in the temple were removed. The service of the deity was improved and the timings for offering of book to the deity were strictly regulated. Bhakti Vinod was also asked to make investigations against a ferocious yogi called Bisakisen, who had declared that he was an incarnation of Mahavishnu and had come down on earth to overthrow the British government and establish Hindu Raja in his country. He was a terror to the people because he had mystic powers to cause suffering to them if they did not accept him as an incarnation and behave towards him accordingly. But he had a large following, because he also had the power to cure diseases and could easily influence the illiterate and the simple-hearted people. It was not an easy task to curb or mend him. Thakur Bhaktivinod made necessary investigations and found him guilty of many offenses, including his affairs with women. One day he pounced upon him in the jungle near Bhuvaneshwara, where he lived with the police superintendent and a force of 100 armed policemen and arrested him. When he was being tried, he used his yogic power to make Bhakti Vinod's second daughter, Kadambani, fall seriously ill. On the day on which he was going to deliver the judgment, he caused severe pain in his chest so that he might not be able to go to the court. Bhattakur remained firm on account of his unflinching faith in the mercy of God, who always protects his devotees. By the mercy of God, no harm came to his daughter and his pain also vanished, just in time for him to go to the court and deliver the judgment. Bisakisen was sentenced to one and a half years rigorous imprisonment. His associates, who posed as the incarnations of Shiva and Brahma, were similarly punished. Bisakisen died in prison. After five years of service in Puri, Thakur Bhaktivinod was posted at different places in Bengal. In 1878, he was posted at Narail. While in Narail, he took initiation from Sri Vipina Bihari Goswami, a descendant of Sri Vamshi Badananda Goswami, who enjoyed the favor and confidence of Mahaprabhu to such an extent that he was asked by him to look after his mother and wife after he had taken sannyas. In disciplic succession, he belonged to the line coming from Janava Devi, 
the wife of Prabhu Nityananda. Later Thakur Bhaktivinod accepted Jagannath Das Babaji as his Siksha Guru. In 1887, Thakur managed to get himself transferred to Srinagar. Then he applied himself to the task of discovering the birthplace of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The place had been under dispute mainly on account of the changing course of the river Ganga. According to the accounts given in the old books relating to the birth of Sri Chaitanya, his birthplace existed to the east of Ganga. But it was difficult to ascertain what was the east or to the west of Ganga at the time of his birth. To Thakur Bhaktivinod, the site of his birth was revealed in a vision. He writes in his biography that one day, about 10 pm, he saw across the Ganga in the northern direction a large mansion flooded with light. He confirmed with the help of investigations made by him on the basis of the old manuscripts and maps of Nadia, that the site revealed to him was the old Mayapur, the place where Mahaprabhu had appeared. Towards the end of his life, Thakur Bhaktivinod took Vesh, Vaishnava Sanyas, from Gora Kishora Das Babaji and began to practice bhajan in seclusion, sometimes in his house in Calcutta, sometimes in Godrumadvip. He departed from this world to enter the Nitya Lila of Radha Krishna in 1914. Thakur Bhakti contribution to Gaudiya Vaishnava literature is unparalleled. Thakur Bhakti wrote hundreds of sweet songs, each one of which was a sincere outpouring of his heart, overflowing with the nectar of Bhakti. It therefore easily compares with the songs of the poets like Chandidas and Vidyapati, and inspires bhakti in the hearts of anyone who reads or hears it sung. The following song is cited as an example. Oh, when shall I sing aloud the name of Gorahari? When, forgetting sleep and hunger and all the comforts of body, shall I wander in all humility from village to village, in Navadvip Dam and eat Madhukari? When shall I sit on the bank of Ganga and drink the water, flowing from the feet of the Lord to my heart's content. When shall I lie under a tree in the Dharma to gain strength from the Kalpataru and shake of lethargy, so that I may wander from place to place in the Dharma, singing aloud the names of Gora, Gadadara and Radha Madhava, shedding tears of love. When shall I immediately on seeing a Vaishnava fall at his feet, knowing him to be a friend in the heart of my heart, and he will kindly teach me to sing the praises of the Lord. Bhaktivinoda Thakur was probably the first Vaishnava who became restless regarding the fulfillment of Mahaprabhu's prophecy that his name would be preached in every nook and corner of the world and started working for it. It was towards this end that he revived the Vishwa Vaishnava Raja Sabha, established about 400 years back by Sri Jiva Goswami and started publishing Sajana Toshani, a monthly magazine in Bengali which dealt with subjects relating to the teachings of Mahaprabhu. Also towards this end he wrote in English Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his life and precepts, and sent copies of the book to different universities and interested intellectuals in the West. Thus he securely laid down the foundation of an institution 
that was to grow with the efforts of his illustrious son, Sri Srimad Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Goswami Prabhupada, and his disciple Sri A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada into the gigantic Kalpataru of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings that continues to spread its branches all over the world. Thakur Bhaktivinod had to work under numerous limitations. He had important administrative duties to perform. He carried on his shoulders the responsibility of a large family. He had to fight throughout his life against ill health. He had also to fight throughout his life against the opponents in the shape of the Pseudo-Vaishnavas, like the Ola, Bola, Karatabhajas and Sahajiyas whom he condemned as a slur on society. The fact that in spite of these limitations he could accomplish so much by itself shows that he was a Siddha Mahapurusha, who was specially chosen by Mahaprabhu to work for the fulfillment of his prophecy. His writings and songs will continue to inspire people from generation to generation. We hope you have enjoyed this Lives of Saints podcast. To hear more inspiring stories of saints across different religions, please visit our podcast channel, Bhakti Marga, on SoundCloud. If you would like to learn more about Sri Swami Vishwananda and his mission Bhakti Marga, please visit www.bhaktimarga.org.